Welcome to the Guilty Pleasures podcast, the podcast where we sit down and chat to influential people about their quirky traits and questionable habits. Forget what you think you know, we're about to get into the nitty gritty of what makes people tick. Whether it's a secret Jedward obsession or putting milk into your tea first, get strapped in lads, we're about to find out. We're your hosts, I'm Maxine and I'm Katie. This week's guest is Dublin-based rapper and hip-hop artist Nilo. Nilo, you're very welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you for having me on. Really appreciate it. Great. Thank you for coming on. We're actually so delighted that you're on with us. And I suppose just to start off, when I was looking into you, like, I, there's so much that we want to ask you about because there's so many different, I suppose, facets or whatever of you. But I believe you got into the hip-hop world. But before you got into the hip-hop world, I should say, um, you were quite into... <laughs> hardcore and the metal scene which is I suppose so far away from what you're doing now so can you tell us about how you got into that and I suppose how you got into eventually what you're doing now very interested to yeah no no bother um so I started playing music when I was super young like just with bands in my estate you know like people that you grew up with like just picking up an instrument and nobody can really play but you're you're just banging away in someone's garage for ages you know (laughs) um and then it just progressed over the years to like I loved punk music when I was young and then uh, I started a punk band and I was singing in a few bands like that. And then just got heavier and heavier as like, you know, you get into your 20s and you're just kind of wild uh, in your early 20s. You just want to drink and play really heavy tunes. And uh, I was lucky enough to be in a band that started to get a little bit popular in, in Europe. And, and we got to go on tour a bunch of times and go to America. And just like that was our version of interrailing. We used to just hop in the van and just go on tour and, and drink beer every night, which was amazing. Um, so then like when that was done, I kind of didn't do anything with music for a few years and then I started making I, I kind of seen like how the hip-hop scene was developing in Ireland like with people like you know Little Dialect and Kojak and God Knows and stuff and then um, I was like yeah this is probably a good time to kind of try my hand at it I suppose yeah. so I started making songs in my room like just on the laptop I did about 50 tunes and uh, I was shy at the start so bad <laughs> <laughs> but it took it took a while and then after a while I, I was like start sending them to friends and stuff and they're like this is actually pretty good man so I got a bit of confidence from that and and yeah then just kept going and now here we are today yeah. <laughs> when you got there in the end for sure and you didn't actually you had a couple of jobs before you got into just deciding that you were going to settle doing music I think you were even I believe I read that you were shoveling snow out in Canada and you were you yeah. did law, so you had kind of a range of jobs. So how did like how did yeah. that, all that happen? Well, I moved to Canada in two thousand and seven. I emigrated over there, and I was going to stay, um, but my visa ran out because at the time you could only do a one year visa. I think now you can do a two and then get an extension on that. But at the time, I could only do a one year. So I came back from Vancouver. I loved it. I actually really loved it over there. It was a great spot, and came back to Ireland like while the recession was like going strong and it was real depressing like everybody was on the bell like just it was just mad and, uh, timing <laughs> yeah great like perfect timing like you know and uh yeah and then I started uh I was kind of sitting around for a few years going on tour with my band but like not making much money just kind of waiting around and then I think I was talking to my dad one day and he was like you should go study law he wanted like he wanted me to study law and I was like well, well, I'm doing fuck all right now. I'm doing nothing at the moment, so I might as well do something. Um, so I went down that path for, I went all the way to apprentice solicitor. So I studied for seven years. And then wow. when I got to actually work at a law firm, I was like, I fucking hate this. <laughs> and, then I, and I was like, I'm just going to go make music instead. Um, and now I have a dog walking business and that kind of pays the bills. And then music is just on top of that, I suppose. So there's a lot of stuff going on there. 
yeah I think walking business is so interesting as well you know that's like my dream job to be honest constantly I'd love to do that so I suppose yeah can you tell us about that because not many people have that job you know and setting up your own business I know I'm very lucky like I kind of I started doing it what I was doing my master's uh, because I just looked on the internet I was like just people getting paid to walk dogs like I was like that's gonna be me (laughs) like I can't believe people are getting away with this and uh, and now it's a full-time job so it's really good it took like three or four years to build up the business there was a lot of like poor weeks where you're only making like you know you're only covering your expenses but now like well before COVID it was in a really good position and now it's kind of like it's getting back to what it was actually before um but it's a, it's a dream job. Like I have to actually pinch myself sometimes and be like, here, you can't be angry. You've like three dogs in the back and you're going into the forest. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, it's not, you know, you're not in an office or you're not sweating uh, somewhere doing something that you don't want to do. So it's really nice. Do any of the dogs ever inspire music or anything? <laughs> um, or any experiences with them? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I've had some mad stuff happen. I've had dogs die and like just crazy stuff happen. Like, dogs fighting each other and hoping oh, no. into weird people with other dogs and just the grand spectrum of, of mad stuff that can happen has happened to me doing that job oh my god you wouldn't even think about yeah. it where yeah but i suppose what's like the most memorable like memory for you as um working you know doing your business is there anything that kind of stands out that's like what how is this even a thing or you just wouldn't expect <laughs> like from the dog walking business yeah <laughs> Sorry. Um, doubling down on that now <laughs> yeah well i had i had a mad thing happen to me this is pretty heavy but like i mean it's a good story for a podcast i had a a big huge dog that was like a half labrador half newfoundland and he swallowed the tennis ball while i was walking him and ended up dying and it was like this horrendous thing that just happened out of nowhere and then i ended up getting like 57 stitches and two fractures in my hand trying to get the ball out of his mouth like while he was like choking on it and like there was all these people like surrounding us and and it was just this mad thing that happened and that kind of shaped a lot of stuff with music because i hadn't i hadn't really started like releasing anything until that point and then and then when i was in hospital getting my hand repaired and all from that i was like this is the lowest I can actually get. I was like, if this is the lowest, I might as well try shape my life into something that I really want, you know? So that really gave me a kick up the arse to start doing music. Um, so it's like kind of, you take the dark times and you turn them into something positive, I suppose. That's all you can do. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, I made it real heavy there. Out <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Did it inspire any of your, your music, I suppose, having that dramatic, traumatic situation yeah. happen? Yeah, definitely. It really did for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, you have to take the good from the bad, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. How have you been getting on during COVID doing your music? Good. Like, um, I suppose creativity is weird. Like, it, it kind of ebbs and flows. Like, I I had a really creative uh, period after Christmas. Like, I wrote like thirteen songs, and now I'm in a lull where I'm just not writing anything good. And I think you just have to kind of ride those out. Um, I suppose with COVID, the thing is like the whole world stopped. You know, so. I was used to writing on the road, like when I was driving or when I was walking dogs, that was kind of where I got inspiration. And th- and then you're all of a sudden, you're sitting in a house, you're, you're just stagnant the whole time and it's kind of hard to find that inspiration. So um, it's nice that the world is starting to move again. I feel a bit better and a bit nicer about writing. Yeah. Your songs themselves are very chill and soft-spoken and vibey. And they're, I suppose they're kind of the songs that you, you know, sit back and really contemplate life listening to them at least I do <laughs> um, Good, so I'm wondering <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I'm wondering, is that, you know, your style of music, does that kind of reflect on your own personality? I'm getting the sense that it does, or are you the opposite? Uh, yeah. No, no, like, I, I'm pretty horizontal as a person. <laughs> I think my old boss in the law firm used to be like, if you were any more horizontal, you'd be asleep. Like, <laughs> so, that's just me. And, like, sometimes people ask me, uh, you know, you went from, like, hardcore and punk and metal to, like, really chilled out hip-hop. Like, why was that? And I suppose there's just no other way it could have been. Like, that's my personality, you know? So, like, I'm in my 30s now, so I don't really have to pretend to be anything that I'm not anymore, you know, that kind of way. So I just write what I wanted to write um, and I suppose that's what comes out the kind of jazzy hip-hop kind of stuff yeah yeah and just in relation to that would you have any routines or have you any rituals when you're getting into writing music or recording music is there anything yeah I suppose like what I was saying before is like that I'm, I'm I like to keep moving while I'm doing it so like I'll have a beat on in the car while I'm going around picking up dogs and stuff like that <laughs> and I'll just be writing all day to that you know, um, or else I'll just be out walking with my headphones on and I'm just kind of thinking, yeah. of, thinking of lines in my head, you know, and then I'll just constantly work on something for the whole day and, and hope that something good comes out. Oftentimes it doesn't, but sometimes it does. <laughs> yeah. And what about if you're performing, we'll say, and you're going on stage, do you have any like rituals or like anything that you do before going on stage or are you pretty calm? I like to have like a couple of points. <laughs> not much of a ritual, but like yeah. it tends to like that loosen me up a little bit. <laughs> that uh, leaves take, the yeah, exactly. Take away some of the nerves and the anxiety. Uh, but it's a fine line with hip hop because you've so much stuff to remember, you know. Like I might I was playing a gig recently and it was like 50, 50 minutes long, like five oh, and that was the longest I'd played so far. So think of the amount of verses that are in that, like it's almost a thesis worth of words that you have to remember. So if you have like a couple of points too many. The, the, your brain just isn't working the same way so I think two or three points is like a perfect okay. uh, yeah perfect gauge but if you go, go over that you're going to be fucking up your lines <laughs> in my case as well like the more I drink I as in the inner singer comes out of me when I drink but the more I drink the more off key I sound <laughs> like I'm not a singer but like yeah, exactly. the more I drink the worse I just sound but I think I sound unreal and then I hear recording yeah, yeah, yeah. the next day and you're like oh my god <laughs> Because yeah, drink, drink gives you these, this confidence, you know, to just go for it without, uh, I don't know, I suppose the self-doubt that's in all of us, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, so that's why it's a fine line. If, you, if I had like eight points before I played, I'd be slurring my words and saying magic. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> <Free silence. laughs> yeah, exactly. Mom's yeah. getting such a... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and would you have any, like we'll say, guilty pleasures dare I say that we wouldn't expect from you like is there anything that you could tell us now that people would be like what Nilo mm, like in terms of music or just anything I suppose music maybe to start uh, yeah go on music go. okay yeah I like really like sad country I suppose it's not much of a guilty pleasure but I, I love like real sad depressing country music <laughs> that's like one thing yeah. and then like films who? like, I like what really... artists any sad know, like, songs in there <laughs> yeah yeah like even even some taylor swift stuff some of the newer stuff for sure and then like um yeah people like jason isbell like phoebe bridges although that's not much of a guilty pleasure but like that's just cool you know but yeah. um yeah just just really sad music and then i like i like sappy love films as well that's definitely a guilty pleasure <laughs> yeah I, would, I like i enjoy like <laughs> just watching a, a shit romantic film and having a cry <laughs> oh, and what's the <laughs> what's the go to? Oh God, I, I can't go back to them twice because they make me too emotional. So I just I just t- try to find new ones all the time. I watched uh, 
Have you ever seen The Bridges of Madison County? <laughs> it's like, um, oh my God, it's Clint no. Eastwood and who's the, who's the actor in it? I can't remember, but I was literally sitting on my bed fucking sobbing and I was like, why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> like, <laughs> Just like emotional release, make you know? ourselves cry. <laughs> Everyone exactly, has, yeah, you need it sometimes. And I suppose, other than um, music, would you have any other passions, even or hobbies that might be a bit left field? Other than I the used dog to do a lot of, ju- <laughs> I used to do a lot of jujitsu. Um, I used to love doing jujitsu for years yeah. uh, until until COVID actually. And uh, yeah, that was uh, that was a big part of my life. I used to coach kids jujitsu and stuff as well. That was really fun and yeah. and. Uh, yeah, it was just a so nice thing to do, but I had. I, I, yeah, I didn't get. I didn't get a black belt, unfortunately. I wish I did. <laughs> <laughs> it takes commitment. It's about fucking fifteen years or something. Really? Is that how long it takes? Yeah. I didn't know what you did. Yeah. I was just asking, what uh, color belt have you gotten up to? Not that it means oh, I got. I don't have. I'm the clue. There's like a white, uh, yellow, I got, purple. Yeah, there's like a there's like a white, orange, green, blue purple brown black i think i got i got to an orange so it's not that great it's like the first step up pretty much like, <laughs> i know it's a fair play now but even yeah. like would you we can see that you're very tatted there so like would you say your tattoos are maybe a not so guilty pleasure of yours and do yeah, you have any definitely. that like mean a lot to you i suppose they're they're guilty depending on who you're around because like if, when i'm around my mom and my dad and i have like a new hand tattoo or something like that i'm, I'm like always feeling real guilty about it you know but then uh, when I'm around everybody else I don't really care you know um, yeah, I suppose I just started getting tattooed when I was young and, and it's the kind of thing when you when you get a few you just kind of get addicted to it and you keep going and then like I've never regretted any like I have pretty much my whole body cover now at this stage and it's very rare that I got one that I was like like I have a few people's names uh, like old friends and shit that I don't talk to anymore that <laughs> sometimes you look you look at them and you're like ah I don't, I don't even like that guy anymore. <laughs> That's just life. Like, you know what I mean? You can't live do with they have your name? Uh, Most of them do, yeah. Do they? I think so. They do? Okay. Yeah, yeah like... It's very awkward when, when you meet in tattoo. I know, yeah, exactly. Give us a look at that tattoo from 10 years ago that I did on you. <laughs> I lost your number, but I have your name on my ankle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't even follow you on Instagram, but I have your name on me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're blocked. But... Yeah. And how many do you think you have? oh god i got asked this recently for an interview uh, where you had to guess like stuff about yourself and and get it wrong or right or whatever and they asked me that question and i couldn't i don't know how they knew the answer because they definitely didn't they would have to like count me uh when i was in the nif which nobody has done you know what i mean so um i said like 80 something maybe or maybe more 80s uh, 80 something maybe good guess <laughs> yeah and what answer what was the right answer for them what did they say they, uh, yeah. they, they just said I was wrong. They didn't even say a number. Like, <laughs> uh, uh, wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, actually, we have the number here, and <laughs> actually, ninety-two. Oh, perfect. That, that sounds about right. <laughs> that sounds about right for sure. What about you know, like any rabbit holes? I feel like someone, like people, kind of always have something in terms of that like would you ever fall into any rabbit holes be it like general topics that you're really interested in or youtube videos that you'd watch hours of or even like as far as conspiracy theories that you kind of low-key subscribe mm. to or high-key i don't know like when <laughs> when i was when i was younger and i was smoking a lot of weed i used to get mad into conspiracy theories like about you know like 9-11 the usual right. stuff that you would get into or like new world order yeah. stuff like that but 
as I got older and then I had a kid, like I was just like, here, I can't be arsed anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. I can't, like, and, and we've seen with COVID how, how far that stuff can go, you know, as well. Like you can, sure. people take that and run with it and they, they create their whole yeah. lives around these conspiracy theories. So I just can't do that. Like, it's just not me, you know what I mean? It takes too much effort. And, and the main thing is like, nobody knows what's going on anyway. So if you pretend or you think, you know, like the odds are you might be wrong so there's no point in getting stuck to any kind of theories i think anyway to be fair a lot of the pundits will say in conspiracy theories i don't think they really worry about being wrong or right or sounding like no. <laughs> you know no i think <laughs> a lot of them woodwork in covid i think it's very oh big time yeah they have they really have come out of the woodwork yeah. i think a lot of them just like the sound of their own voice and they just want to talk about something and sound like they're an authority on it but they're not you know yeah yeah which is a skill in itself, you know, sounding like you know what you're talking about. When yeah, yeah. You're that's true. That's true. <laughs> and you Absolutely. mentioned there um, about your dad as well. So I suppose, are there any things, I always, I always find it funny, like, do you have any kind of um, parenting things where you're kind of like, hmm, maybe I, like, <laughs> I don't know how to phrase this, like, but, um, you know, things that are kind of unique to you as a parent or something that maybe you do um, with, did you say you have a son, is it? Yeah, yeah, Jacob is his name. Um, I'm trying to think is there anything that's unique to me I would like to think that there is <laughs> but yeah. I can't think of anything right now <laughs> maybe that's unique my bad memory um, yeah I don't know I just tried to spend like as much time like it's really hard like because when you when you have like social media like these days your phone's always hopping but then it's going right in front of you and like you want to give them all the attention but then you have to like send emails and like do Instagram posts and all that stuff and I've been definitely been battling with that for the last while of just like when I'm with him I want to be actually present and with him as opposed to on my phone the way I see like loads of parents when I look around and even in the playground I see like kids running around and the dad's just on the phone like for 40 yeah. minutes straight you know what I mean it's like I don't want to be like that you know yeah but sometimes I catch myself yeah uh, being like that it's, I, I, it's hard when I suppose everyone like we're so addicted to our, to our phones that you know it's hard yeah. uh, to just be aware of that all the time I suppose like for me, like I, when I'm thinking of my mom now, something that she used to do when I was small as well, and I don't know if you've something similar, but um, do you know what, nighttime when she, it was like basically the nighttime routine, getting me and my sister to bed, like we, she'd, you know, tell us our stories or whatever, and we go to bed and we come back into her room and we'd be like, oh no, we don't go to sleep yet. And she'd be like, no, no, go to your rooms now. And I hope I'm not like out my mother here. <laughs> it's funny I swear I swear <laughs> love you mom <laughs> but like do you know like she kind of chased us around the house like as a joke obviously we yeah. and, you know we get great laughs out of it and then you know like she kind of started dragging us my legs back into the room like go to bed go to bed and it was the funniest thing ever and you know the first time it'd be so funny and then after the fifth time she'd be like no seriously go to bed now <laughs> dragging so, us into the room so, the house. so you just made a game out of it like every single oh place. yeah 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 my former mother oh, it was hilarious for us <laughs> did you ever you know with them a lot of artists say that they have to they ne- normally change sometimes they change their music when they have kids did you mm. did you ever have to do that or does jacob listen to your music or is he too young well, for it yet or yeah he's he's only that... 18 months or 19 months so he's okay well then no. yeah <laughs> I, he doesn't have a I, brief I around the house yet anyway so maybe that's something you <laughs> yeah. can look forward to <laughs> yeah definitely although he started running around chasing around the gaff I'd say and he's going to be such a messer like he's just so <laughs> mischievous already like I'm in for it like <laughs> yeah and um, I suppose another thing then is like we're obviously because of COVID everyone is spending way more time at home at the moment so 
I suppose, do you have any like home comforts at the moment that might be a guilty pleasure, maybe not so guilty pleasure, but things you just do when you're at home, just by yourself, basically, just chilling? Yeah, like eat Chinese food, like so much Chinese food, and it's so bad. I have a proper addiction to like, there's a, there's a thing called a six in one that they do on the Chinese down the road for me. Oh my which God. is like uh, chips, rice, curry sauce, chicken balls, normal chicken, and crispy shredded chicken as well. So, and it comes in like a, a fucking tub like this big. And it's it's not like your regular three in one. It's about three times the size of it. Yeah. Pick it out and it's just block of carbs. Like, <laughs> yeah. I've been eating a lot of them. Um, and now I'm, so I'm trying to get away from, from eating those so much. Like, so usually during the week now, I try to not eat any like, kind of bad food at all and then at the weekend I might have like a takeaway or two so otherwise I just got I just got I just got really fat for a while like and I suppose speaking of food do you have any like guilty pleasure food preferences or combinations or anything like that like weird stuff that I eat that together like mm, yeah I'm besides the think. second one of course <laughs> six ones pretty gross like <laughs> um it's not gross it's stunning <laughs> oh, it is nice yeah for sure depends on the mood you're yeah, in i suppose um i might have one, i might have to get one now after this after talking about it for so long yeah, yeah i know yeah yeah <laughs> we're gonna stare after that i'll send you a picture <laughs> yeah i do please um i'm trying to think is there any weird mm-hmm. weird food combinations that i like i can't think of anything at the moment does that mean i'm no crack <laughs> Well, I hate to say I it. I think so, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do have, I want to hear what... Do you um, have any weird food combinations? Um, oh, you wouldn't want yeah. to know. Yeah, I'd say so. I would. I absolutely would. One that kind of springs to mind straight away for me is I... And I used to think this was like a normal thing, but apparently it's not common at all, but just everyone in my family does it. And it's like having cheese and then putting jam on it, on, on a sandwich, and it's class. It's unreal. Cheese... And jam is a mad one. But it's so but I suppose good. it's not it's not it's not too different than like you know, people put body malo relish with, with cheese yeah. all the time and on crackers and it's grand, you know. So it's not yeah. too far away from that. Yeah. Cheese and, and jam. I must give it a go. Like free or like camel bear now as well with jam. Jesus oh, getting fancy with it. I know, I know. <laughs> Absolutely beauty. That would be that one of the first trying to think of some more. Like a blue Stilton with a with a raspberry jam or something. That'd be yeah. mad combo. Marmalade. Like. Yeah. <laughs> with marmalade. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Okay, I wouldn't. I wouldn't extend to the marmalade now. We leave that out. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't marmalade just in general. Like I can't. I just never found it nice. Oh, salacious, salacious. <laughs> scandal on the podcast. Um, I don't. I I mash noodles and people fucking people get are livid about that. I mash them sometimes. I'm not proud of this. Like, that's that bad. No, thank, that's okay. thank you. Now, thank you. I've gotten the. Grip. They're hard to eat. Like, they're they're, really they're hard to eat. eat. Thank yeah. you. Man. <laughs> Good man <laughs> yourself. <laughs> but I was going to ask you. Sorry, just going away from the noodles. What would be your, let's say, plan? We'll say five-year plan up ahead because. I know everyone says it, but um, I think over the last few years, obviously, like the Irish music scene and people like rapping are speaking in their own accent is like massive and you have the likes of Limerick and Dublin and the North as well. Like what do you envisage for the future? Like, are you hoping to go even more global? Yeah, I suppose like just to take it as far as I can go really, you know? Um, yeah. Cause I, I never thought I'd get to the stage that I'm at now, even, you know, like when I was starting off in my room, I was just doing it for the crack and I was like, here, I might just release an EP and see if my mates like it or something, you know? And then you, 
I went from that to like, you know, playing longitude and like, you know, getting like nominated for the choice this year and like stuff like that. And I don't know, it's just mad to even have come this far. Like I didn't expect to be here. So I think it's not outside the realm of possibility to just keep pushing it. Because as long as the music's getting better, I think with me, like if the music starts to stagnate or the lyrics aren't as good anymore, I'll just do something else. Maybe write some sad country tunes or something. But like as long as the... <laughs> As long as the music, like the hip hop, keeps getting better, I'll, I'll keep at that and like go as far as I can go with it. Yeah. I don't, I don't really see myself going to the tree arena or anything like that, but like maybe, yeah, I might, might be able to sell out the Olympia at some stage. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good shout. Good shout. So, another thing then is you've obviously spoken about touring in Europe and you've lived in Canada. So, you've lived outside of Ireland quite a bit. So, would you say traveling is a passion of yours? And do you have any plans to go abroad again after the pandemic? Yeah, definitely. Like I, I absolutely adore traveling and I've missed it so much over the last year and a half, you know, like just even, I don't know, even to go like places around Ireland is such a pleasure now. Like I was up in Derry there like last week playing a gig and it was just so nice to get out. And like mm. we, we've missed that. We've all been stuck in our rooms pretty much for the last year and a half or like the most, the furthest we've got is just in the town or whatever. So yeah, I can't wait to just hop on a plane. I don't even care where I'm going anywhere. I'll, just, I'll go literally yeah. anywhere. Um. Just as long as there's some drink there and some nice people, I'll be happy. <laughs> and what was Derry like? I'm sure that was fairly open, was it? It was fairly back to normal. Yeah, it was actually normal. Like the shopping centres and stuff were open. And I know they're open here now, but like it was just mad going from the south where it was so locked down. And then all of a sudden I was out of the car inside the shopping centre. And I was like, oh, weird. I haven't been in one of these in a good few months. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's the first thing you'd like to do when lockdown's over? Like what's the number one thing? Oh, just like a gaff party with like a fucking hundred people or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, or like, a, you know, just just play a gig actually is the best. Like play a gig to real humans, not just cameras. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cameras, yeah. Cameras give you nothing back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I say that's rough actually doing the lives and stuff like that. It's probably hard not to, to go from like a live audience to just being, I suppose, yeah. in a room or wherever. Well, I was just talking about this with someone recently and I was saying, you know, it's actually made us all better performers because... Now when we go back to a crowd and we're actually getting uh, energy back from them, it's going to be even better because you've been used to playing for like 10 people in a room that are just holding equipment and not so, like, like you finish a song and it's just dead silence and it's so weird. And sometimes someone in the crew will just clap, like you'll just get a single clap from the back end. <laughs> it's really awkward and weird. But like, it's kind of sarcastic, just a single clap. Yeah. It sounds yeah. it sounds sarcastic when it's happening. Like you're like, is this person taking a piss out of me or what's going on here? <laughs> That's definitely something to look forward to live on. Before we go, we always do a quick fire round at the end, just to finish okay. things off. So I suppose, yeah, the first one is who are your excuse me, if I could speak, that'll be great too. Who are your top three <laughs> music influences? Top three music influences. That's put me on the spot. You have to give me multiple choice here. I'll be quicker at that. Um, top three musical influences. Okay, quickly, just off the top of my head. Uh, Kendrick Lamar, Bonnevere, and... Um, fuck, I can't think of anybody. Uh, who, who's the third one? God, I don't know. <laughs> Did I get two? Does Wait, that fail, is it? Two is loads. Okay, so what is your hidden talent or best party trick? Oh, I can memorize mad stuff. So like uh, when I was studying law, this isn't a quick answer, I'm sorry. When I was studying law, I was I had to do these crazy exams called FE1s. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. just insane things where you have to learn like books of content basically. So I used this this thing called memory palaces um, to learn them. 
and I can memorize like just lists and lists of stuff. If you give me an hour, I could come back to you and like name every football stadium in England or something like that. Or oh. the first like the first hundred numbers of pi, you know, like three point one four, one five two, blah blah blah. I just keep writing it out for a hundred numbers and it's a good party trick actually when you're yeah. pissed because you can really impress people. <laughs> it's not a photographic memory, is it? No, it's not. You have to learn it, but it's just a quick way of learning things. Yeah. And once you've learned it, does that just stay in your head then or would you forget it again after a while? You'd forget it after a few weeks, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. But like it's yeah. good it's good for a short term memory, you know what I mean? Definitely. I'd say you waste all your exams anyway. I did. <laughs> you're just like <laughs> <laughs> I mean <laughs> Um, so, okay, we're going to do a quick wrong answers only question. Ooh, okay. So the first one is, Nilo is a dot, dot, dot. I'm actually embarrassed of myself here. <laughs> Nilo is a great dancer. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. Um, Shy dancer. Yeah. <laughs> Look, you can still uh, memorize all you know the bits for your party tricks, so I think that makes up for it. Yeah, yeah. I wish I could memorize the dance moves. Of you <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the next one is uh, first thing to do out of lockdown. Mm, just play gig to like real people, and also I hugged my ma last week, so that was really nice for the first time in the year. So that was really nice because yeah. she got vaccinated. So. That was actually a wrong answers only question as well. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I should have made that clear. I'm, I apologize. No, oh. it was like that was clear from the start. I should have known that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we'll try again. So ra- wrong answers only. First thing to do out of lockdown. Uh, just sit in my room watching Netflix. Okay, and wrong answers only. The perfect Sunday involves dot dot dot. Uh, just going on a rollover and not sleeping and going till 9 p.m. that night. Okay. Um, so this is no longer a, a wrong answers only question, just so we are clear. Okay, okay, good. Um, <laughs> so the next question is, would you rather only be able... I can't read or speak today, I'm so sorry. Would you rather only ever be able to sing, talk again or never sing again? So like reply in song, if that makes sense. Oh, I suppose I'd probably just stick to never singing again. Really? And because, yeah, because like, I wouldn't want to sing answers back at everybody. That'd be so rough. Like, nobody <laughs> want to hang out with you anymore. <laughs> like, this chap thinks he's in a musical. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. I want to know what you, what you, I want to know what you think for that answer, though. I definitely would say sing talk. I don't know. Well, no, actually, to be fair... My job involves for your being whole really life. serious. Think about how long. Yeah, yeah, actually. My job involves like speaking on the radio as well and like say like Joe reading the news. So imagine me singing the news every day oh <laughs> once an hour. That might actually Not- be like a it might be a niche thing that, that people yeah. Yeah. enjoy after a while. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I think I don't know if I if I still have my job by then after a while, you know. <laughs> if I do not if I even get hired in the first place. Um Okay, so then the last one is if you could have dinner with three people dead or alive, who would it be? Oh, that's a good one. Jeez, that's such a good question. Um, I, I would probably do... Let me see. Who would I have dinner with? Who would be sound like? <laughs> dead or alive? I feel like George Clooney would be pretty sound to have dinner with. Like, Seems like a nice dude. Nelson Mandela would be pretty good. And Bob Marley, a little smoke up for dessert. Good oh, crack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm sure you'd have a great time all, all three, all four of you together. <laughs> is it? Oh, it's four at one time, is it? That'd be a mad dinner, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, imagine it's at a round table. <laughs> just George Clooney and and uh, and that's just shooting the shit. Imagine that'd be so funny. <laughs> well, that was all of the quick fire round. Um, we got through it. We got through it. <laughs> we did. Um, we did. Thank you so much for coming on with us today, Nilo. Thanks a million. It's been absolutely great. And I suppose for anyone, I suppose most people probably already know who you are, but just for anyone that, just where can they find you on social media and where they can, where can they find your music and and what have you got got going on? Yeah, so um, I released an album last October called All the Leaves Are Falling and it's on Spotify. So if you just uh, type in N-E-A-L-O, you'll get me. And yeah, follow me on Instagram, even though I'm kind of taking a break from it at the moment to get my head straight. But yeah, you can find me on all the all the usual places and listen to my music. And thank you for me on. I really really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, thank you thanks, for coming man. on. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Guilty Pleasures podcast. We have lots more exciting guests lined up, so please be sure to tune in. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can get us on Instagram at the Guilty Pleasures podcast, or you can get us on Twitter at the Guilty P L E A S two. That's the number two. Thank you so much for listening and be sure to tune in next week.